Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to this 34th episode of English with Tim, the podcast where you can learn English in depth and detail, including by learning the fascinating history of the English language. The main topic of this week's episode is a certain word root that is contained in a lot of words that will make your vocabulary richer and more interesting. I first began to suspect the existence of this particular root several years ago when I noticed a connection between the English word bolster, which means to make something bigger or stronger, and the Russian word bolshoi, which of course means big. My intuition told me that the similarity in sounds and meaning was more than chance or coincidence, but I didn't do much to check to see if it was true. A few weeks ago, I decided to look up the etymology of the English word bolster, though, and found that it did share a very ancient Proto-Indo-European root with balshoi, and that the meaning was similar to, but but not exactly the same as simply big. Now, I've talked a bit about Proto-Indo-European in previous episodes, but let me summarize for anyone who missed those episodes, or just to quickly refresh your memories. Proto-Indo-European was a language that very many modern language groups come from. Latin-based languages, Germanic languages, Slavic languages, Greek, most of the languages of Pakistan, India, and Bangladesh, and the languages of Iran, Afghanistan, and Kurdistan are all the great-great-grandchildren of this single Proto-Indo-European source language. Kind of amazing, right, that all of those languages over this huge geographical area came from a single language. So most people studying this question nowadays agree that Proto-Indo-European was spoken in what is now Ukraine, but estimates vary about how long ago it was spoken. The most common date I have read for the origin of the language is 6,500 years before the present, but I have also heard 4,500 years before present on the low end, and 8,100 years before present on the high end. That last one is from the prestigious Max Planck uh, Institute in Germany. Unfortunately, we have no texts or inscriptions in Proto-Indo-European, so linguists have had to reconstruct the language based on commonalities between Proto-Indo-European's many daughter languages. Because all the languages languages I have mentioned are related to each other, you can find Proto-Indo-European roots in all of them. You can also use Indo-European roots to make unexpected connections between words that you already know in English so you remember them better, and to learn interesting and unusual English words you probably wouldn't otherwise learn. Now that we've reviewed what we mean by Proto-Indo-European, let's get back to the root, which is blah or BL, spelled BL. The root bl means two things. One meaning is to swell. When something that is soft swells, part of it becomes larger and rounder. For example, if a mosquito bites you and takes some of your blood, the place where the mosquito bit you will get red and swell. The place where the mosquito bit you becomes larger and rounder. Also, if another type of insect, a bee, bzzz, stings you, your skin will swell. The other meaning of blow is to blow, which refers to the movement of air. For example, the wind is blowing hard today. 
There is some debate among historical linguists if these two roots are related or if they just sound the same by coincidence. So I will separate the words containing the bl root according to these two different meanings. Let's start with the meaning swell. The most common word with this root is ball, like a baseball, basketball, or football, for example. Similarly, we have the word bulb, that's spelled B-U-L-B. A bulb is an object which has a shape that is similar to a tear that comes from a person's eyes when they cry, and which usually is rather hard. One everyday object that is called a bulb is a light bulb. A light bulb is the part of a lamp that actually makes the light. Light bulbs are shaped like a large pear or a type of fruit that's similar to an apple but is shaped more like a tear and is softer. So you can see a bulb and a ball or light bulb, they're kind of all the same or similar shapes. You can also often hear the word bulb when used when talking about round parts of some plants. For example, the beautiful colored part of any flower when it is still growing and has not yet opened up is called a bulb. We use the word bulb especially often when we are talking about tulips that have not yet opened up or bloomed. Another plant that has a bulb is the green onion, the kind of onion that has a long, thin, flexible green part that is above ground and a small, hard, white bulb that is underground. You could also say that other onions generally have two parts, the root and the bulb, which is the part that is eaten. Also, we use the adjective bulbous to refer to things that have the shape of a bulb. So if someone has a large, strange, round nose, we can say that that person has a bulbous nose. So in some uh, places you call this a potato nose. Another word which may be historically connected with the blah root is apple, which is of course a round object like a ball or a bulb. Now you might say that uh, that apple has plah and not blah, but the historical linguists who have reconstructed what they think the Indo-European proto-language was like say that certain sounds have a tendency to change into certain other sounds over time. For example, the d sound often turns into a t, and also the f, p, and b often change into each other. So, if you take the p sound in apple and use your voice with it, it becomes apple. And the theoretical reconstructed Proto-Indo-European word for apple was something like a mixed-up version of apple. It was behol, very scrambled, very mixed up, but still contains a lot of the same sounds. Now, I'm going to risk here being called Captain Obvious, but English is a newer language than Proto-Indo-European. It's a well-known fact that people are lazy, especially when they speak, so it makes sense that the B sound is found in the reconstructed Indo-European version of the word, or Proto-Indo-European version of the word, while the P sound, which is lazier because it doesn't use your voice, is found in the newer English word, Apple. That's because the buh sound, again, requires you to make vibrations in your throat, while the puh sound does not. It's easier to make. Puh is easier to make than buh. So because it's um, easier to say puh than buh, so maybe it's people's laziness that caused this change. So can we say for certain that apple comes from the blah root? No, but it is interesting to speculate. The next word with the blah root is bulge. That's spelled B-U-L-G-E. 
A bulge is a round part of a physical object that rises higher from the object's surface than the area around the bulge. For example, when a snake swallows a mouse, the mouse creates a bulge in the snake's body. Also, a person who is sleeping in a large bed under many blankets will create a bulge in the blankets. If you have a bulge in a tire on your car or bike, you probably will need to change the tire and use a new one. Bulge can be a verb, too. Your pockets bulge if you fill them with too many things. If you go to the gym all the time and eat lots of protein, your muscles will bulge. A woman's stomach bulges when she is pregnant. Instead of saying stomach, you could also say belly, which is something that become that can become round and uh, round and bulge also. So you could take that first sentence and change it to say a woman's belly bulges when she is pregnant. The next word with a blah root is bolster, which, as I mentioned earlier, is the word that put me on my etymological quest that I've now brought you on. When you bolster a quality that is good or useful, you make it larger and stronger. So studying a lot for a math test could bolster your confidence. Taking classes on dance or on public speaking could also bolster your confidence. Taking vitamins C and D could bolster your immunity. Some companies say that the pills that they are selling help bolster memory, especially for older people. Some people quit their job and find a new one in order to bolster their income. Finally, you can bolster a claim or argument by adding examples to it. That's all for the words with the blah root that have to do with largeness or swelling. Let's now move on to two words that are a bridge between that meaning and the meaning of blow, or causing air to move. During this episode, unfortunately, we don't have time to answer whether these two meanings are connected, although I may do that at a later date. The first word is balloon. A balloon is, of course, a piece of extremely thin and flexible plastic or rubber that has the shape of a sphere when we fill it with air. Balloons are usually colorful and are used at parties, especially kids' birthday parties. We also have water balloons, balloons that we fill with water, and in the summer we have water balloon fights, where we throw water balloons at each other for fun. Another type of balloon is a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon is a very large balloon that has a basket underneath it for holding people so that they rise high above the ground and look down at the earth a few hundred meters below. Hot air balloons are also usually colorful, and sometimes you can see them in the sky, especially during the spring and summer. The other word that is a bridge between the meanings of swelling and blowing air is bladder, B L. A-D-D-E-R. The bladder is an organ inside a person or other animal's body. The bladder is the organ that holds an animal's urine before it uses the toilet. So you can see that a bladder is kind of similar to a water balloon in its shape and in the fact that it holds liquid. Bladder has another very similar meaning outside of the topic of anatomy. A bladder can be a bag of water or other liquid and that has a hole in the bottom and with a flexible tube or pipe that comes out of it. In some sports such as bicycling or running, it's common to wear a backpack that has a water bladder in it. You drink from the bladder in the backpack without needing to use your hands much, so some people find them really convenient to use. 
Interestingly, in German, the word for bladder is die Blase, which also has the same bla root and has a similar meaning. That same word Blase also is the German translation for the English word bubble, which is a very thin, sphere-shaped layer of liquid, such as water, and which is full of air. You can see many small bubbles in Coca-Cola or mineral water. Or when you're washing the dishes and you have soap, you've got a lot of little soap bubbles in the water. Now let's move on to words which have the blow root and which have the meaning of blow, which means to cause air to move. We can start, of course, with blow itself. For example, the wind blows, or if it is your birthday, you might blow out the candles on your cake. Or if you don't have enough air in the tires on your car, then you need to blow the tires up. Another verb with the blah root is billow. If smoke or fog billows, that means that a large amount of it moves in a wave-like fashion. For example, black smoke billowed out of the windows of the burning building. Or, we had to turn on our headlights in our car as we drove through the billowing fog. Or, when he opened the door to the bathroom, steam came billowing out because he had been taking a very hot shower. There is a noun which has a very, very similar meaning to blow and billow. This noun is bellows. That is B-E-L-L-O-W-S. Bellows are an instrument that we use to help make a fire burn hotter. A bellows consists of an air bladder with two handles on the back and a thin pipe for letting air out in the front. When you squeeze the two handles together, it pushes the air from the bladder, or the thing that holds the air, out of the pipe in the front and blows the air onto your fire, which helps it to burn hotter. Interestingly, the word for bellows in Spanish is el fuelle, that's F-U-E-L-L-E. -E. I mentioned er earlier that the sounds ba and pa and fa tend to change into each other, so if you change the fa into a ba, you get el buelle, which is not so different from billows, especially when you consider that the, the Spanish, the spelling for that ya is a double L. So, billows, buelle. There is an adjective which has the blah root and is connected with blowing. This adjective is bloated, B-L-O-A-T-E-D. If something is bloated, it means that it is, usually only temporarily, much larger than its normal or healthy size. A person can feel bloated after eating too much. Some people who have really extreme diabetes can have bloated feet. We also say that a government's budget is bloated when that government spends far more money than it has on things that are of questionable value or usefulness. The last words with the blah root we'll deal with today have a modified version of the blah root. Again, ba and pa and fa can replace each other over time, a fact which helps us to recognize the blah root in the words inflate, inflation, deflate, and deflation. When we inflate a balloon or tire, we fill it with air. When we deflate a balloon or tire, we let the air out of it. 
Also, in economics, inflation is the increase over time of prices for the same goods and services, and deflation is the decrease over time of prices for the same goods and services. So that's all for this week's episode. Thank you everyone for listening, and tell me in the comments which of the BL words or bullet words you like the most, and what you think of the idea of learning English vocabulary by using roots like this one. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, This was, for me, an exceptionally fun one to do. It took me in a lot of new directions um, in terms of explaining things and connecting words that really don't you know, have an obvious connection with each other. And I was so interested in it that I've actually made um, two different exercises for you. One of them is a fill-in-the-blank, and another one is a crossword, which you can find in um, a free PDF connected with this episode. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you again next week.